This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Radio 929thegame929thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning, May 28th. Good morning, Georgia. Morning. And good morning to you folks in Douglasville. Douglasville. Happy Memorial Day weekend to those of you out there in Douglasville. The folk out there in out Douglas 20. County. Out there, out there by me. Out there, uh, Arbor Place. <laughs> yes, yeah. Arbor Place Mall. Arbor Place, Arbor Place. Man. And coming in this morning, I told you I saw a car fire I'd never seen from front to back, fully engulfed mm. at four something in the morning. That ain't I good. love driving in here when it's dark in the morning. I mean, just there's still stuff to. going on, man. Well, also I love because we see how the lights. If you haven't been downtown at night over the weekend, uh, come down this way tonight. You can see the, the buildings. Uh, some of them are lit in honor of Memorial Day weekend. Red, white, and blue lights atop the uh, National Cash Register building, NCR, which you can see uh, on the connector. Also, the Google building and um, Oh, what's the other one here? I'm thinking King and Spalding. King and Spalding. Dirt? Yeah. Okay. You're not yeah. talking about the King and Queen building. No, no. King and Spalding is right right, right about, about okay. right around the corner from I'm us. I'm just talking about just the red, white, and blue lights. City life. That's what? NCR. I was thinking of the NCR the building. The N- NCR is right there right by, yeah. right by Georgia Tech. Yep. But I just, um, when I come in, there's a, there's a, you know, there's folks who like the country, and they like to just be out there, and they just enjoy it, and, and I get that. But I... When I come in at four in the morning, even though I don't want guys to hang around with, it's just city life. Yeah. There's something about that, man, and it just hits me a certain kind of way. And there's still stuff going on. There's negotiations and parties and people drinking and out and about at four four thirty in the morning. Oh yeah, in this city, and it just cracks me up. I just see some. I just see some fun things, <laughs> and I I really do enjoy it. I really do. Uh, Sam and Greg Sports Radio ninety two nine the game ninety two nine the game dot com. We had a guest on earlier from Gwinnett County. C.J. Relliford, Deputy C.J. Relliford, and he was talking about how to act when you get up there from, you know, in Lake Lanier up in Gwinnett County and just kind of, you know, it's a holiday weekend. Be careful up there. And then we've been hearing from other counties because we were talking about a job fair that they're going to have up there. We heard from Chief Brandon and Paulding County. We talked about Cobb County having some stuff going on. So you guys got things going on. You got all of these, these programs that are coming up where you're trying to hire some people. Let Sam and I know about it. Yeah. Just let us know about it. We, We'd love know, to pass job that Job fairs, all of that stuff. We will pass that on to you. Are you ready, though? Yes, man, hey. I don't. I wanted to get all my talking done. Because <laughs> so, when we bring our guest on here, I, I, I love having Sean on. You say hello, you get a cup of coffee. But, see, he doesn't come on that often, so we need to get the background of some of these stories and some of these teams. But we were talking to him last at the beginning of the playoffs. 
Now, we thought we would have the two teams playing for the cup now. Dallas, nobody gave them, gave them the memo, right? So they got to play one more tomorrow night. It is a game seven in um, Vegas. Uh, Sean, Sean Belizian, WJR, up in uh, Detroit, works with the Paul w, uh, Paul w. Smith Show, one of the biggest broadcasters, period, in the city. I ask you, are, A, are you surprised at the fact that we don't have two teams right now? Basically, this, this NHL playoffs have been kind of like the NBA in a way, where you've been scratching your head, man. Give us your thoughts on where we are right now with these playoffs. Well, you know, it's unbelievable. I mean, I think for Dallas to come back and win these last two games, especially guys, they look, I mean, completely decimated in every sense of the imagination in that game three loss. They really did. I mean, the the body language, uh, the fans, you know, and their shenanigans and everything, they look completely lost. And yet this series is, is going back to Dallas. They have an opportunity to tie it up and, and force a game seven. Game seven would be back in Vegas on Wednesday night. I, I'm stunned at it. You know, I think through the first three games is what you saw Vegas was so much quicker than Dallas to me. They really were. And when they activated, you know, their speed, it was one of those situations where, you know, Dallas couldn't hang. And and, and as I said, especially watching game three, I just thought, all right, well, that's that. And, you know, they, they lost their composure. And, boy, the fans lost their composure. This is just a tough way to flame out. But, boy, give them credit. They dug down deep. Pull out every playoff cliche you want, right, uh, to, to describe what they've done the last couple nights, and that's that's what they've been able to do, and I, I, I tip my cap to them. Now, as you know, it, listen, they're only halfway there. They they have to take care of business in, in, in Dallas and then go back to Vegas yeah. and win a potential game seven. But I'll tell you what, boys, uh, that pendulum took a swing the last couple of games, no doubt about it. I, this is your first about. Uh, I apologize. I did. I said game seven. It's game six here. But the thing that made this crazy for me and, and thinking that Vegas should have shut this down is Jamie Benn. What is with this dude? Yeah, really. Is this like the little – I don't want to say nothing about Ty, Ty Domi, but that's the guy I think of when I see plays like that. <laughs> and he's not playing, and Dallas still comes back and wins. What does that say about this team? And does it, well, I guess the question should be, does that say more about what Dallas has or what Vegas didn't take advantage of with Jamie not playing? I think a little bit of both. I really do. Um, it, you know, it, you have to give the Stars all the credit in the world. I mean, they battled back. Everybody thought they were dead. Uh, you heard the Q word throw, being thrown around a little bit. And, you know, some of the guys kind of took offense to that and say, hey, you know, we're not quitters and, and all of that. But um, absolutely. I see when dumb things like that happen in the game, it, you just shake your head because, Hockey is a game that, as as you guys well know, we're passionate fans, but we're we're fighting for our place at the dinner table, so to speak. Everybody's got their plate, and there's you know a heaping serving of of football. Obviously, it's the king in the country. We all know that. There's a big serving of baseball. There's a big serving of the NBA, and hockey's you know looking for a place on that plate, right? And then you know you see dumb things like that, and that's what everybody talks about. Instead of talking what a phenomenal story. Uh, Matthew Kachuk and the Panthers have been, and instead of talking about, you know, how hockey is working in Vegas and there's a real buzz about hockey in Vegas, everybody talks about the dumb stuff. And, and that's what's frustrating because this has been, you know, there's so many storylines in, in this playoff so far, guys. 
And, you know, this is this is where hockey is. When something dumb like that happens, guys are going to focus on it, and you can't blame them. It's not like you can't say, oh, no, don't talk about that. Of course people are going to talk about it, but it's unfortunate. Spending time on the Waitfoot.com hotline with Sean Belegian. He is social. You can find him on Twitter at Sean P. Bali, at Sean P. B. A. L. I. And he always joins us to talk about Stanley Cup playoffs in the in, in NHL hockey. Okay, let's talk about the Florida Panthers because these guys will simply refuse to lose. Uh, you would say start of the playoffs, they have no business being where they are, but here they are. Uh, thoughts about them and the way they got there in such dramatic fashion. Oh, it's unbelievable. You know, I think I talked to you guys at the beginning of the playoff. The one dangerous thing about this Florida team is they were fighting for their existence, I mean, two months before the playoffs start. So you could make the argument that they were playing, quote-unquote, playoff hockey before the playoff even started. But like you said, nobody thought they were going to beat Boston. They might be more difficult than people thought for Boston, but no way were they going to beat the record-setting Bruins, and they took care of business. This last series is a testament to what this team is all about because, you know what, they swept Carolina. That series was so far from a sweep, it it was insane. If you watch that series – Carolina outplayed them for for vast amounts of time in in that series, but they've got that grit. They've got, you know, that goalie. So often in the game of hockey, you hear about that goalie. Bobrovsky's unbelievable right now. You know, he's, there's an old, uh, you know, kind of cliche with him. There's good Bob and bad Bob. You know, he's kind of been a streaky goaltender. Well, this guy has been great Bob. And, you know, in a series that tight, even if Carolina's outplaying you a little bit, which I thought they were, it makes all the difference in the world. And, guys, I can't say enough about Matthew Kachuk. He, if you didn't think he was a legend already, I think everybody and their brother thinks he's a legend. I mean, he's getting love on, uh, you know, the NBA coverage and everything. And obviously, yeah, uh, Sir Charles is talking him up. He has been so much fun to watch. Uh, and, and, you know, forget about the fun stuff. He has been incredibly effective. He's been clutch. You know, whether it be the overtime goals, whether it be the goal late, this guy has catapulted himself up into legendary status amongst NHL players. And it's, it's been fun to watch them. You know, a front row seat as we've all had in these playoffs. It, it's, it's been a blast to watch. That's about the coach. Paul Maurice, I, I was living working in North Carolina when he arrived there with the Hurricanes uh, back, back in the day. Um, and how fortuitous it was that he would have to go through that team to get to where they are now with him, now with, with, with the Panthers. Uh, Paul Maurice is consummate pro. I, I got a chance to meet Paul many years ago when, when he was working in the, in the junior ranks. And a uh, class guy, intense guy. But uh, the players love him. You know, that's kind of been his M.O. everywhere he's been. As you well know, I think a lot of times, especially in this day and age, uh, some coaches have uh, how, what's it, a shelf life, you know, and sometimes, you know, the message goes out. But this is a guy everywhere he's been, he's been, been able to find a way to, to get to the group, to improve them for a while. And, and right now, this to me, this team has Paul Maurice written all over it. You know, this is a hardworking team. They do a whole bunch of little things. 
uh, their superstars don't play like superstars. And what I mean by that is they play like third liners who, who are going to go punch the clock and do whatever it takes to win. So uh, I'm a big fan of Paul Maurice. I, I think he's got a, a great personality. And obviously the proof is in the pudding with the success that he's had with so many clubs now. I don't know about you, Sam, but I got between Tracy and other people that I bump into from time to time, they are always asking me, when are you getting that guy from who's talking hockey back on the show? <laughs> He's great to listen to. I love listening to that. I don't know nothing about hockey, but I love listening to him. Anyway, that's Sean, Sean Belisian, WJR, Paul W. Smith Show up in Detroit. joining uh, Sam and Greg here at Sports Radio, 92.9thegame.com. I had and have three stories from this season. There are others, but I just chose to focus on three. These are my three stories so far before we get into the uh, finals. You tell me how they fall in. Obviously, Conor McGregor. I mean, McDavid. I'm having a problem finishing names today. Conor McDavid. <laughs> this guy, I, you know, you say what you will about his team and whatever Edmonton's going to do, this guy is going to own the, the MVP trophy for the next few years. That, that just seems to be the case. What Boston did this year, that's my second story. And then this third story, and you, you touched on it a little bit, is the Florida goalie. Babruski is doing something, not only you talk about the hot goalie, but he's doing it under duress in a way that nobody wanted him in there. Is that correct? Everybody was saying, you got to pull this guy. And he's done nothing but continue to win, which is why he's my third story. Well, and I think that I think you're, you're spot on. Look, McDavid's the best player in hockey. I don't care what anybody says. There, there's nobody like him. When, when he... When he hits that X button, he's got a different speed than everybody else. It's, it's, it's so much fun to watch. Uh, you know, obviously, Boston, it was historic. I think to a man, they'd say it doesn't mean much when you go out of the playoff and everything. But obviously, that's going to be, you know, the, the mark that, that future teams are going to be going after. And, and you nailed it. Uh, as a, to me, good Bob and bad Bob has been talked about for years. When, when this guy's good, when this guy's good, He's one of the best goalies in the league. And when he's bad, well, you have people clamoring for him to get yanked. And that's kind of been his M.O. in his entire career. It really has been. You know, in all his stops, I think in particular in Columbus, you know, good Bob and bad Bob. You know, and all of a sudden people are clamoring, oh, my gosh, what's wrong with this guy? Boy, but when he finds it, he just gets in this zone. And it's so disheartening to face a goaltender like that when that goaltender when, when the puck looks like a beach ball because that's what it looks like right now to bob you you, you can tell watching him this guy's in a confident zone right now and he's stopping nearly everything that's thrown his way and that what that does in turn is the boys in front of you say to themselves okay all we need is a goal all we need to do yeah. is a goal, whether it be to tie the game and then, okay, now we need one more because we know the guy behind us isn't going to let one in. He isn't going to let that soft goal in. So you ride good Bob as, as, as long as you can, and that's what the Florida Panthers have done this playoff. Dan, it's like, having a, it's, like, it's like Greg Maddox at his best on the mound. He said, give me one goal, that's all I need. Mm-hmm. He's like the little girl with the curl, right? What's that old poem about when he's, when he's good? He's very, very good. When he's bad, he's horrid. But this story <laughs> yeah. in Florida is incredible. Sean, I want to thank you, but I, I really believe what they're doing right now and fa- however far they go um, in the, in the, uh, going for the cup is they win because when we start talking about – hockey fans start talking about the race for the Cup, especially this year, it was a Florida team, but it wasn't them. Yeah. And so these guys are sort of picking up like, yeah, oh, yeah, y'all want to talk about the Lightning? Okay, cool. We're down here, and we're the ones playing for the Cup, not them. Uh, this is, no, this... and 
and it sells hope, guys. It really does because the, the Kings won the cup in, in 2012. I, gosh, I can't believe that's 11 years ago as an eight seed. And if Florida right. does it again, right. that's an eight seed. And so yeah. now you have guys going, okay, let's just get in. Let's see what can happen. We can knock off one of the most historic storied franchises and seasons that ever was. We can knock them off in the first round and, and go all the way. It's, it's, it's good for the game of hockey because it's selling hope. All right, Belizean. Hey, listen, I'm sorry I interrupted your card game last night, but I had to make sure you were coming on today. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thanks uh, so much. Sean Belizean, as always, uh, we're going to talk to you and just before the finals end, just to get your thoughts on what's going on. WJR up in Detroit, Paul W. Smith Show. We can't thank Sean enough for getting up and joining us uh, when he does. Up next, we're going to continue this conga line of guests. Mark Simon going to tell us what we need to know about this Braves infield. That is coming up. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. All together, Sam. Oh, play me some mountain music. Like Grandma and Grandpa used to play. Can't hear you. Then I float <laughs> on down the river to Cajun Hideaway. Force Radio, 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. You that dude who says, all right, everybody get ready to sing. And then when everybody says, go, and then you don't sing. And you Why? laughing at everybody. Because I'm singing like a moron, and you just sitting over there laughing say, at me. I was singing a little bit, too. You, a little bit. Yeah, I was, I was drowning. I was like Barney Fife in the back of the choir, Ooh. singing off key. Wow. Does it do that? No. And we got a guest. Is he ready to go? I can't wait to talk to Miles. Hi. Uh, well, I was waiting for Miles. I said Mark Simon, Joy, and Sam and Greg. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The Game.com. I am having a dyslexia problem this morning. I'm seeing why is just, that? I don't know why. Why? I'm mispronouncing why names. I'm calling Fitzpatrick, Fitzsimmons. I, uh, Mark is Mike and Miles and all that. Y'all got to pray for me, as Bernie Mac used to say. You, just got, you got to pray for me. I talked to uh, Mark Simon earlier this week, and we were talking about the show. And... One of the things that uh, came up was what he was going to talk about this week. And he, he kind of threw it at me. He goes, I want you to think about this for a minute. And he threw a bunch of stats at me. And I went, hang on. We got to talk about this when you come on the show. <laughs> and while we have had fun with Mark about the shortstop situation, yep. who, by the way, <laughs> is just killing it there and just showing range like I didn't believe. But you presented a scenario having to do with this Braves infield. Would you share that now with Mr. Crenshaw and our audience? Yeah, there's some weird stuff going on uh, with their infield defense numbers. Their outfield defense numbers aren't particularly great either. But if you look at just ground balls and how often a team gets to them and turns them into an out, for the season, the Braves rank 24th. For May, the Braves rank last. And just to give you like a number that goes with that, uh, their conversion rate, like how often do you get an out on a ground ball, is 70%, which essentially means that teams are hitting this month, uh, and this is 70% this month, which means that teams are essentially hitting 300 when they hit a ground ball against the Braves, which means if you don't get a strikeout, that's, that's not particularly good. Um, it, it was partially a Grissom thing, I think. RC is better than Grissom defensively, we know that. Um, it's a little bit of an Olsen and Riley thing, like they're not up to their usual they're usually very good uh they're not up to those measures just yet 
but yeah, it struck me as weird because that's something that Wash specializes in. And remember when they shifted, like they started shifting a couple of years ago and everything went, went right defensively. And now uh, it's not as good as it, maybe it should be with those guys. Well, Mark, that's the one thing people always talk about is the strength of any team is this defense up the middle. And that's yep. been tinkered with with this team. Yeah, uh, it's uh, as I said, it was a it was a Grissom thing. Uh, Albies also is another one who has had who has like a track record that is at a certain level, and he's not at that track record uh, yet. Um, and I think we know Michael Harris is going to be good. I don't think you have to necessarily uh, worry about uh, center field. And Sean Murphy's very good behind the plate. But yeah, uh, it's I, I'm not sure what to make of it because you guys obviously watch the games much more than I do. Uh, but it did seem a little concerning. Yep, spending time on the waitfor.com outline this morning with Mark Simon, um, and he is social. You can find him uh, on Twitter at Mark A Simon says at Mark A Simon says. Uh, man, all types of great information, sports information, and sports info solutions. Um, we got some things we want to get into with you in a moment. I want to talk about this series here with Philadelphia. Zach Wheeler does what Zach Wheeler always does. I mean, he grew up a few blocks away from where the stadium is right now. So, I mean, yesterday was a homecoming. 12 strikeouts. He always brings his best stuff when he plays against his hometown team. He he does. Uh, I think I think the Phillies have considerably underachieved so far at two games under 500. And they needed a, they needed a decent showing in this series. If they don't win it, they needed to get the two that they got. Um, and yeah, like he he does what he does. He can be an ace. He could, in theory, be a Cy Young uh, caliber pitcher. Uh, they still have a little ways to go uh, to to catch Atlanta. They they ran into Arizona. They lost a couple uh, against the Diamondbacks. Trey Turner hasn't performed up to his usual standards. I know he's gotten some key hits recently. Yeah, Zach Wheeler did what he did. What he does is the easiest way to describe it. He's at a three six ERA, but if you look at like the strikeouts and the walks and the homers, he's basically been Zach Wheeler. Uh, like that's 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 another one where the infield defense is has been suspect, uh, and he should probably be a little better than he is. I'm just sitting here. I'm thinking about the people who are listening to this, and he's breaking it down. And as he said, he really doesn't know what to make of it. And they're screaming at the radio, going, "Yeah, but what does that mean? Because these guys are in first place with a four and a half right. game lead. So exactly. I don't know where you hang your hat on that, or where that comes in those numbers come into play. But I will ask you this, and just your thoughts on it. Whether well, you don't have anything solid to bring with this, but the Braves are going to finish up with Philadelphia today. Then they head out to Oakland, a team that can't get out of that city fast enough. It's been a while since we had a team relocate. Where, if not Vegas, if it doesn't happen there, which they've already said they give them the money, are you cool with the A's ending up in Vegas, or would you like to see them to go somewhere else, another city maybe more deserving? It seems kind of inevitable that they're going to go to Las Vegas. I don't know that, that, that there's that there are other places. Like Raleigh, I guess, would be one. Portland, Oregon, uh, I know, would be another. Um, are those like particularly exciting markets? No, Vegas is an exciting market, obviously, because of what Vegas is, and also they got the Golden Knights for hockey, and that's going quite well. And they like, got the Raiders, uh, and so this it, it's yeah, it funny, exactly. Sam, how just like with, 10 years ago, how people were still the, you know, the evils of going to Vegas, we can't go there. Now they, you know, the only thing missing is what? NBA. NBA. Yep. <sighs> so you get there eventually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you're overall. Speaking of which, 
I thought you guys were going to come on since you said you were talking all. Uh, you were all confused uh, when you brought me on. I thought you were going to ask me about the end of that game last night. Okay, you have a thought. I I just think that it was one of the re- more remarkable things that you'll ever see. That was an all timer among all timers. Game six of the conference final for a guy. Not only did he make the shot, but they put a stat on ESPN that I know that they tracked when I was there. That was great where when he was the primary defender on a guy and he contested a shot, the Celtic, uh, the Heat guys went one for 12, and I think Butler didn't score against him. And I just think that that was really cool, that it was one of the m- most remarkable games of all time by a guy who, like, who was probably the fifth option on that play. And I just think that that was, that, that was pretty neat. Fantastic, fantastic, folks. Winning time with Mark Simon uh, here on the waitforit.com hotline. Um, look. Let me ask you before we let you go here. Greg Kimbrell got his 400 uh, saved. Yep. He a Hall of Famer? You feel like you feel like he's there? So there's a lot of um, talk about Billy Wagner and Wagner being yeah. deserving. And I think if you put Wagner in, it opens the door to a few other people. I think that Kimbrell and I think Kenley, who Kenley Jansen, who just got his 400th, uh, is on that kind of bubble too. The thing that I think hurts Kimbrell at the moment is all his best stuff is like 12 years ago. And we're so, what did you do for me right now? And he's not the pitcher that he was 10 to 12 years ago. But if you look at that four-year run that he had right after he got called up, where he's getting 40 and 50 saves a year uh, and going like 50 for 54 with a one-and-change ERA and 14 strikeouts per nine, that's one, that's one of the all-time great stretches by a reliever, as good as anything that Eckersley did, as good as anything that Mariana Rivera did. Um, so I, I don't think I would vote for him, but I think it's close. I think it's closer than some people might give it credit for. I just think there's always too many numbers put in when you talk about pitchers because they're going to have to lower that bar anyway because you ain't going to get another 300 winner. Yes. That ain't going to happen. And you talk about these numbers and what this guy did in the beginning of his career. Well, Zach Greinke, according to the people who vote and some of the minds like Mark, say he's a Hall of Famer, but Zach Greinke ain't moved the needle in a while. All the great people. You think about the big the big three from the Braves. Those last few years, they weren't resembling what they did in the early 90s with the Braves. So, I, I, I don't know. I don't. Me, personally, I don't think Kimbrell's a Hall of Famer. If you got to discuss it and you got to look at numbers, nah. But when you say certain pitchers' names, like, and even with Kenley, too, but there's certain pitchers you say their names, yeah, that dude's a Hall of Famer. And it was just the way he dominated during that time. Yeah. That's just me. Hey, Mark, right. we appreciate it as always, buddy. You got it. <laughs> there you go. Thanks Mark a lot. Simon joining Sam and Greg here. We are going to wrap things up and just kind of take care of a few things we haven't had a chance to today on this Memorial Day weekend. Again, thank you for letting Sam and I be a part of it. It's Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. Sports Radio 929 The Game. I was going to jump in. Okay. You I was, well, I was letting it play for a little bit. Go ahead. Let it play. This is your song. Well. Yeah, so go ahead. Well, we're started. Okay. Tell them where they're going to hear this tonight live. Uh, tonight live. They're going to hear this sound. Uh, Stanley Clark, jazz bassist uh, Stanley Clark. He's uh, the 9 o'clock on the stage over at Piedmont Park tonight, uh, the Atlanta Jazz Festival. So you're going out. The music starts at 1, and there will be a continuous uh, live performance there. Lots of um, fun things to do, And but Stanley Clark. 
uh, just a legend, legendary basis uh, tonight at 9 o'clock. And by the time he comes on, the sun will have gone down. Yep. And you're going to need that windbreaker uh, or something, maybe even a light sweater, the way, the way things have been with mm-hmm. that breeze off that rain that the people up in North Carolina get. Now, the, the state of North Carolina is covered in rain right now. Let me ask you a question. You got to do like your grandmother used to do and bring look, some fried chicken wrapped up in some tinfoil to the park to watch Stanley Clark. Bring or, you that, got, or, they, or you got the, they, or, or there will be food trucks. They got okay. Let's make will sure be food trucks, trucks, but if you want to bring your own, you can. Okay. Make you know, sure. you, you will see people making the pilgrimage with their uh, things and their trusty lawn chairs and blankets mm-hmm. or whatever they're going to put down and set things up. The one thing they can know is that it's not going to be as hot as it usually is out in the park this time of year. You're getting a little break today. Nice and sunny. So you have to bring your own heat, uh, well, so to know, speak. <laughs> I mean, it's going to yeah. warm up. It's not going to be cold. I ain't somebody saying nothing about being cold, no, but it's, it's not going to be as hot it's, as it no, used to no, be. No, no, it'll be, it'll be so we're, talking, we're talking mid-70s. We're talking mid-70s. That's comfortable. That's com- a comfortable day for this time of year. We'll take it. No, you're right. No, absolutely. I don't know right. how much longer we get this, but it's good. Should I put this out there about these pictures and maybe somebody reach out to me from HBCUs or from Hampton? Because I really do. I'm sitting on a treasure trove of pictures. Yeah, yeah. And and it's all in tribute to Pops. And I've, I've unearthed a lot of things. And they do no good, serve no purpose in my house, in my basement, yeah. with my collection of things that he has. There's stuff that I'm going to keep, but there's stuff that I think should be shared and stuff that I didn't know that he was a part of. Yeah. I did not. I just shared this with Sam. Dude, with you and 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 D. Led and other folks that come on here, you guys are proud fraternity brothers, and you talk about it, and you know that he went to Hampton, and we've shared that with the audience. But I didn't know he was a frat brother. Yeah, Alpha. Yeah. I did not, and then I found these he, pictures. He photos of him. I showed these pictures is. of these brothers, man. And pictures the there. high stepping and all the stomp, yeah. uh, step shows, and all. oh my goodness! So, so yeah, Greg Clarkson, Odyssey.com. If you can point me in the direction of who would be most appreciative of this, and like I said, I'll probably put something together. I know, so I know of a couple of Hampton alums here in town. We'll see if we can't reach out to them, see if they can maybe get in. And that teaching tool that I'm, I'm, I'm put, trying yeah, to put together, too. Absolutely. Got a whole absolutely. thing going on here. And, and shout out to the mayor of Stockbridge, too, for trying to help out there um, You know, a few weeks back. And, and so he gave me some names of some folks, too. I, I want to pass along something, someone we lost this week. Since we, mentioned, we mentioned Hampton. Uh, Maynard Eaton, um, uh, journalist in this town for, for, for many, many years, and someone that I watched um, in my college years to make me decide to do what I ended up doing. He was working for Channel 11 as a reporter, and um, he his best work to me was doing Atlanta's Missing and Murdered, doing oh, the child murders. 70s, early 70s. He was, no, well, late, late 70s. He, he, he was, was okay. late 70s. He, he was... Um, he was one of the people that every day was letting us know, and this, the people who didn't live here at the town, you probably heard the stories or seen some documentaries of how this whole area was, like, gripped with fear as young people were, were disappearing and, uh, you know, on a weekly basis. And uh, he was one of those reporters, one of those journalists that was going in the parts of town, wherever that was happening, and bringing the information back to us. And I remember years after I got a chance to actually meet him and thank him, uh, for being that great example. We lost him this week. He passed away. Matter of fact, he had gone back to Hampton to work as a professor uh, at, at, at Hampton University, and he's a, he's a Hampton alum. Uh, so he was so proud and excited to be back and teaching, passing along his knowledge to the next generation of journalists at his alma mater, and we lost him this week. So, you know, a lot of people around the area remember him and uh, great thoughts to his wife, Robin, and to his family. Okay. Yeah. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The Game.com. On this Memorial Day weekend, we're going to be with you again tomorrow.
want to thank you for listening to us yesterday and today, and we'll be back on tomorrow, 6 until 10. And if you got something on the grill and you got something to spare, we'll come over with an empty plate. What you talking about? We'll come I over with an empty uh, no, plate. No, no, no. I, got, I yeah. got plans for me later. Now I'm talking about if somebody's fixing something and they just feel now, generous. Now, if they want to come by. If they're feeling generous. I necessarily got to go to their place. Uh, y'all feeling generous. We got an empty plate to build. <laughs> <laughs> if you're fixing something good. Yeah. By the yeah. way, keep that in mind, too, for Fourth of July when we're downstairs. And uh, that whole time Adam was on here talking about, you know, the race that's going on up in Chicago, Fourth of July, that we sort of tried to weasel our way into. Yeah. And, and then found out that we have our own tradition here that we can't be a part of. And when I found out and heard from our own Mike Conti, I can't think of a Fourth of July without a Sam and Greg broadcast from the Peachtree Road Race. How about that? So now we're kind of locked in. So I don't know where we, we're going to get to Chicago. Our, we're going to line up our green room. <laughs> yes, yes, that's true. We're lining up our green room for that day. Yes, we are trying to get as many people as possible. But if you want to bring us a plate, you know, then be easy July. access. We'll be right down there. They got to come up the elevator. How are they going to get here, though? There's a wall of people running well, down. Well, they come through. There's a wall through, of people running down the middle midtown, of the street. They come through Midtown, man. They know how to work the back rows here. They come up, you know. It is hard to get in this part of town it on, on 4th gotta, of July. It really is. you got to know how to weasel through. Was it Ansley Park and get over there and then come through yeah. this little back part of Midtown? So they know how to get there. Tomorrow, Karen Pastana will be joining us again as we talk. Who we got up there on TV right now that's playing? Any uh, kind of news right now, we Sam? Got, uh, Any movement? St- Stefano Sitsipas. Uh, is playing right now. He's uh, they're playing in the fourth set, and uh, man, he he um, he's won two out of three so far. So if he wins this at six six, he could close out the match. He wins this one. John John Isner is on another court right now. He's in his third set. He dropped the first one, won the second. Um, so his match is underway. Uh, Sebastian Corder, also American, is playing. Uh, Mackenzie McDonald, they're in the third set. So so matches are underway. Uh, most of your top seeds will be in action uh, tomorrow. Uh, Coco Golf will play tomorrow. Sloan Stevens plays tomorrow. Um, uh, Alicia Parks from Atlanta will play tomorrow. Chris, Chris Eubanks, who's from Atlanta, will play tomorrow uh, over at the French Open. But they are underway today. Karen Pastana, again, will join us tomorrow. She'll join us in the 7 o'clock hour, giving us updates, all the other updates, and, and a preview of what we have coming up. As the show winds down, it's time for us to cover some of the things we haven't yet as we flush out some of the small stories we may have missed. With Sam and Greg. Uh, finishing up here, the um, best-looking dude in local news media, Miles Garrett. <laughs> will be joined, movie star Miles Garrett will be joining us talking Braves in the 8 o'clock hour. And Terrell, who has been just chomping the bit all weekend long. We couldn't get him on yesterday. He's not on today because, you know, the game last night. And so he will be previewing Game 7 mm-hmm. tomorrow mm-hmm. with us. And, and whatever else he's been going on doing this weekend, talking to... You know, Beyonce or, or going to this concert, that doing this with his kids. I'm sure he's got some other stories. So Terrell will be joining us tomorrow. Um, I was going to ask you about um, – oh, now I just lost, left my mind here. So I'll come back to that because i got to get rid of this insignificant information, right? Yeah, yeah. The thing just went off there. Yeah. Sam, did you know? Did you know? The first day of everything. There is a first day for everything. Today was the first day of an indoor swimming pool being open really? to the public. 1742. Wow. It was, it was in London. London. Sounds like a bathhouse to had me. A, had a cement pond. Now, I always wonder about this. Things yeah. that happen that we're used to, we get updates on, this is going to happen, that's going to happen, whether it's in nature or just events, because we have all the information that we have. But I wonder about how people back in the day felt when they saw certain occurrences. 
Case in point, today was the day of a total solar eclipse, but it was 1900. Mm. Now, what do you think them folks thought about that when they looked at them and saw oh, that? Man, looked you know, and saw that happen. They thought, Oof. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I was again just just wonder about things like that. Today, uh, Dodge Brothers and Chrysler merged. That happened. The first all color talking picture happened on this day. On, on with the show, was the name of the movie. Okay, and that was the first one happened on this date, 1929. Uh, Golden Gate Bridge opened to cars on this day. And we've talked about this in a roundabout way with different baseball historians. Today was the day that Willie Mays got out of his hitting slump. This is 1951. Dude just joined the Giants. He got out of the, I think he was in the Navy. He got off to a slow start and wondered whether or not he was going to be sent back. And Leo DeRocher, as the story goes, went up to Willie Mays and said, I don't care. Well, you can go over in 50. You are my center fielder. And then the next day, he today yeah, was the day he got out. his first home run, and we know what happened after that. Hit 659 more. <laughs> so, yeah, this is when Willie got out of his slump. And uh, today was the day that uh, Major League Baseball granted San Diego a franchise. Oh. On the state. Came okay. to the Padres. Okay. Happy birthdays go out. It would have been Ian Fleming's birthday today. Mm. Lou Duva. I not mentioned his name in a while. The oh, trainer. Really? Yeah, yeah. Happy 66th birthday to Kirk Gibson. Wow. Um, <laughs> I always hesitate when I say this. I'm just going to say, if you're riding around and you got some younger family members and they want to know who this person is, good. you guys have fun explaining this. But happy 60th birthday to Eugene Robinson. Whoa, yeah. <laughs> Am you I right? That. Yeah, yeah, I'll go ahead and explain him. that to the family. Yeah, you okay. Um, 56th birthday today, Glenn Rice. Okay. From the 89 uh, National Champions up there in Michigan. Mm-hmm. And we lost on this day, and I can't believe it was 1998, Bill Hartman. Yeah. The best Bill Clinton impression you ever yeah. heard. Yeah, oh, man. Phil Hartman, man. We lost him on this day in uh, 98. 2010, Gary Coleman on this day. Wow. And Maya Angelou, okay. 2014. So just a couple of names and a couple of things that happened on this day. want to make mention of John Fricky is going to come up here next. I, I can't imagine what John's got on his mind, but I would imagine some of it has to do with the Braves. I'm sure. And the, and the pitching duel that happened yesterday. And, and how the Braves came out of it. I'm, 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 sure, I'm he's got sure. Some, sure he's got some thoughts on the NBA playoffs. I doubt he's going to talk about hockey, but I could be wrong. Oh, he might. Hey, he might. I say he might. He might. Where, where else would John go? Hey, uh, Max, if you've got a second, we'd like you to come on in here and just thank you again for your contribution. Did the Max Worlds today. Uh, now you've thank got, you, thank you. You, you want to preview what you might have in Max World, Max's world tomorrow? Uh, I think honestly, it's just going to come down to what happens with my. Well, tomorrow, no way, you don't have a game tonight, man. I was looking. I don't know. You're going to actually thought, have to work, and yeah. and you're Ooh. on fumes too. Ooh. I thought we. I thought we had a game tonight for some reason. Yeah. No, we don't. Um, yeah. I'm no, Denver, to, yeah, I'm Denver do swept some homework. them guys. So <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to do some homework. I, I have a couple things in mind, but you guys know I got to keep up with the standard here. So Listen, I do my homework. This is this is a guy. This is why we're jealous of him in in some respects. But we've been there, done that. You should tell the audience, this dude is working on fumes. Yeah, he is. He's got about <laughs> two hours of sleep, maybe four over the last and two days. But he's rolling. But he's no, like I a college student, that. man, Thank who stays you. out and parties all night long and got a final at 8 o'clock in the morning and starts studying. Yep. It, you know, and at go six right in there and knock it and out. And go out there and kill it. 
So Thank enjoy you, this time of your life when you have a two in front of your age where you can stay up till dark 30 in the morning and yeah. go to work a few hours later. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying <laughs> to. Thank you. But thank you, man, for everything you did today. We know that you're I tired as hell. So go home and get some sleep. Thanks, Mr. Man. Crenshaw, thank you. Yeah. enjoy the rest of your Sunday. We'll do that. You do I will, well. too. The rest of you, be very, very safe out there. Got some crazy folks. But if you're out and about in the lake or partying and having folks come on over, have a great day again. Thank you for letting Sam and I be a part of your Sunday morning. John Fricky again is up next. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning, 6 to 10. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com, and take us with you on the Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.